Oh, ho, 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 yes, 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 yes. This is Eyeball, and I'm your host, John Loomis. And today we're back in the saddle, down in the Boca bunker. Yes, Eyeball Studios has relocated temporarily down to my native state. But the headline is that we're here today of an inauguration of a different sort. As excited as we all are about the happenings of this week, Today we celebrate the launch of the newly formed, the newly shiny and ready to go this year in 2021. I'm of course talking about the new creative studio, Runway 4, of which myself and Rob Tringali, our co-founders, joined by the unbelievably talented and incredible, our longtime friend, Jim Serber, of late at ESPN for, what was it, 23 years. So today on Eyeball, we break it down. What is Runway 4? Why do we open this thing up? Why do we do it right now? What's going on? How's it going to work with three friends working together? What are the big obstacles we see in front of us? How is this big, giant, creative thing going to work? We get into all of it. But first, let's listen to Brother Pryor. We're all getting to know so much about the Constitution this week. It's nice. So it's much. Wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's <laughs> wonderful. And honestly, if you can't, if the 25th Amendment isn't used now, then <laughs> when do you use it? <laughs> I think what I'm most confused about is uh, people were uncertain that the people who invaded the Capitol yesterday were actually committing a crime. I'm not sure how there was any uncertainty in that, but. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, you go into their house and just that's have right. That's right. See if they don't try to get you arrested. See if, see I just if love the total audacity of the whole thing, like taking pictures with the cops. And the cops are just opening up <laughs> fucking gates for them. Yeah. Dudes, like, no mask, smiling, oh taking God. a lectern with the Senate seal it on was it. Like they were, it was like it was uh, it was there was a scene in Gremlins. Remember that? But they just like just went crazy. And they just just took over. It just yeah, but that was like daylight. That, like, that all hysterical. happened in daylight. Yeah, that's crazy. At least the at least the media I saw did not call them protesters. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Just I'm, now I'm just going to look, see who calls them protesters, because that was not a protest. Uh, no. So, yeah. No. Did you guys figure? No, it was, it was a revolution. You saw that one, the, the one girl they had, they, they had her on. Uh, you know, she was like, this is a revolution. Oh, well, a revolution. It, I mean, uh, insurrection, were- maybe. It's, I, don't, I don't I don't like their chances. The fact that I didn't drink last night, I think I'm, I think I'm going to be safe for January. Yeah, you are. So just curious, like other countries, this happens in other countries, right? Oh, like, yeah. There's an election. So no, when, when a leader takes over, so what happens then? So like there's a revolt on the government and then the military comes in. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then uh, usually depending on what decide, kind of flavor of banana republic we're talking about, the generals get together yeah. and they decide who the fuck they want. And then they use their tanks to decide who's going to be president and it's over. So the military at that point decides. Right. And then the guy who lost gets spirited away to a different country. You know, so in in essence, like if the military decided, hey, Trump is, we're on his side, they can literally just start to. Sure. Yeah. And I'm sure someone was telling Joe yesterday, listen, I got a tank right here. Get in that motherfucker. Let's just roll down there and uh, let's show him what's up. Uh, So. Yeah. It's nuts. Oh, I think that I think the military is staying incredibly silent as, as sure much as possible. Yeah, that's how it i mean down. what's weird i mean people don't want watching from home who live elsewhere don't understand that everywhere they were before they even got into the capital is a federal crime like all of it you're not allowed in any of those yeah. areas they've been off limits for like a decade so yeah if if, if, if those people are not prosecuted it's it's i don't know what can you really arrest anybody else? For, well, like, why did we? Yeah, that's I think that's the thing. Why didn't this the most obvious thing happening? Right, but also why was there not a larger force? Like, w- w- yeah, I don't want to make it. You know, it's like I, I, you know, you get into a big. They didn't need to be arrested. They just needed to be beaten back with billy clubs and riot shields. Yeah, and the, you know, of course, my, and my wife, like like everyone else, and on, you know, everywhere else, was like, if these guys were black, the, oh, this is they'd be dead. <laughs> Like 50 of them would have been murdered. Oh, and yeah, they'd be you know, dead. And they'd be oh, like, well, God. what do you, what yeah. do you, what do you think happens? Yeah. And yeah. no, if you, if you, if you, if you need an example of the, uh, yeah. the injustice. Well, yeah. And I think the there's a lot of, there's a lot of conversation pretty, about like, pretty, white privilege. Like the fact that these motherfuckers aren't dead is remarkable. 
they weren't even scared. No. I mean, no they were fear. not even. They're they still weren't not scared. even worried. They're not even. It was like <laughs> just gonna. Yeah. We're gonna hit a cop off the head. We're gonna go through. You know, we're gonna just run into Nancy Pelosi's office and take selfies and not even and not steal federal ma- like mail. Ice. Not to mention, you know, <laughs> what was brought up to me today was like, what's the likelihood that there were some foreign agents in with that mob? Who all, all they needed to get in with them is a fucking Trump hat. And now they have unfettered access oh. to the Capitol with what could easily be classified information. Yeah, I, I, I saw a great, great Twitter post today. It was like it was from a screenwriter who said, like, you know how long it takes to, like, try to come up with some plausible way that terrorists can invade like a federal building like they you know they'll sit there all you know weeks and weeks trying to figure out a way that they can write this into the script and it just was a you know parent there that like you know you just you, you just walk in you just carry a flag and you go into the building like a federal flag in the capital for basically the first time ever they hadn't gotten within seven miles of the capital in in you know 1812 or in they, they just have no sense of what it actually means. They're just trying, Nothing. they're pissed off and they, you know, they're, they're like, Oh, I'll fuck with some people. Their leader told them to like, this is what we're doing. This is, this is it. Yeah. They're like drunk tourists. I was comparing them to drunk tourists yesterday with guns. They, they yeah. their leader said, this is what we're doing. We're, 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 we're taking it. And I think, you know, I, I saw that somebody actually was wise enough to, like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 uh, the senator from Oregon staff members grabbed the goddamn ballots. Grabbed them. Like, what would, like, I'm, what would happen they if they grabbed them and then just burned them? And then, <laughs> I mean, what would happen nothing would have happened. I mean, you would have agreed that he had won, but you'd have no proof. Dear God. We forgot to make a copy. <laughs> That's wild. God. Copies are not allowed by the state what constitution. What did Alabama's vote again? What did the Alabama say? Yeah. Who is it? <laughs> it's not official it's not in the, uh, we have to redo we got to redo the election so the world is ending however we're starting a new company yeah, no, so, yeah, so it's, a good, it's a good time to start a company this is a good time good time to uh, i think that it's clear this is what the world's been waiting for i mean thank god it's now it's now hey, time listen this is what we're gonna we're gonna break barriers with this one uh so i, I want to welcome you both to the boca bunker this is what I'm calling the uh, the South Florida podcast studio. I'm joined by Rob Shingali and Jim Server, two of my longtime friends and colleagues who I've been working together for, especially with Rob, for the last year, trying to figure out this way forward. And it's all kind of happening right now. And I wanted to cement and crystallize this moment in time to try to talk about what are we doing and what does it mean and what is it gonna what's gonna happen. And so. Uh, you know, we made this thing. We made this thing called Runway 4. And I think a good place to start, Rob, is to talk about what's the name mean? Because it came from a personal childhood experience. Oh, wow. You're going to put me on the spot. Uh, Runway 4, yeah. I'll make this as short as possible. So, yeah, when I was younger, my, my parents were divorced. My dad lived in Manhattan, Upper East Side, and kind of looking over the East River. And he had this radio that you could log in. You could log in to LaGuardia Airport. And the planes from LaGuardia would take off. You know, there wasn't internet and cable and <laughs> video games, so you, your fun was limited to uh, listening to the pilots in the tower talking to each other. And that, that intrigued me as a kid, just watching these planes take off. And, you know, we logged into the radio, I mean, listened to the radio. And Runway 4 was a big, you know, was a runway in uh, on LaGuardia, so I always hear it. And seeing planes take off and just inspired me that one day when I get older, I, I want to fly around the world and do something cool. I didn't know what it was, but, uh, you know, I became a sports photographer later on in life and did a lot of traveling. So, uh, runway four was like, you know, maybe the, the launching point of your life. Yeah. The, the, the organic way it just kind of all started. I think, you know, I was, I was, you know, so I, I always felt like one day if I was going to start a company, you know, that name was in, in my in back of my head. So, uh, John thought it was cool. And I, and I was like, all right, let's and he put a cool logo together. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's cool and it, it comes from a real place. Um, I, I love yeah. the idea of, you know, it's you know, like we, we, we all are fathers and we look at our kids and we see their, you know, spaced out little faces and they're just, they're building yeah. a universe in their head. Yeah. And it's fun to see me, you know, my son's a big playing guy too. So I think he's, you know, I think he's going to want to travel and see the world. So it's kind of how that it's weird how that, you know, goes from like your dad to, to me, to my son. You know, and I think it's smart that we started a company by all buying matching private jets, you know, 
that really to me yeah. sets the right tone yeah. for what this will be like. <laughs> yeah, that was my other dream. Yes, to uh, to have my own G five <laughs> parking at Tito and uh, so know, very concisely. So we actually address what the fuck we're talking about at some point in this uh, discussion. Runway Four is a new company that is a partnership. It's the three of us working together to build a more dynamic, more authentic storytelling creative studio that is passionate about working with brands to help them better not only tell their stories but to engage their audience. And we're looking around at in the last you know twenty years of our experience, and you know for some of us it goes even further than that. And we've done a lot of things, and we've been we've had a very lucky career in lots of ways, and we've also worked our asses off. But we've seen these small and big changes in the industry, which has even been more accelerated over the last, you know, 18 months, two years, five years, whatever you want to call it. Right now, it feels very um, exciting, scary, crazy to sort of see this all come together. Jim, what particularly in this moment is broken about you that you would actually work directly with the photographers outside of the safe walls you had built for yourself inside of a large corporate edifice like ESPN. Not that we didn't love working for you for years and years and years there. We had a lot of great times and we worked really hard for you and we, we owe a lot to you. And we, uh, you know, we've talked to you about this many times, but in what way are you, have you now lost your mind? You've decided to, at least in the short term, throw in your lot with, uh, two knuckleheads. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited to not be in that routine anymore. It's, uh, I, you know, I've got, I've got a pep in my step that I haven't had in a long time. And, and, uh, it just, it just feels exciting, uh, to, to be, working and let's not bury the lead. I mean, Jim has grown two inches in the last three weeks. So that's, I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah. And my beard is actually going from gray <laughs> to brown. So, uh, you, you can't see it yet, but it's, yeah, a, it's I, in I, there. Yeah. I feel it. I mean, I can't see it, yeah. but I feel, I really do feel it. I mean, people at home definitely feel that. I'm really excited about I mean, in all this, even though you'll be using a lot of the skills you've been honing over the last 23 years, and Rob and I think you are an expert at your, at your craft, and we have enjoyed your, your tutelage and your support for many years. However, I'm really excited about the, so, you know, in a way we're taking, you're taking the gloves off. You're sort of like your contributions are going to be your contributions. Right. And I'm excited to see the new ways that you connect the dots, new, the new ideas you have, that things have always been in your back pocket, but just didn't work for one way or another. And all those different things that we're going to benefit from, and not only your experience, but like this new, different way you're going to be entering into a similar creative field. Well, thank you, first of all, for the kind words. And, and you know, I think, yeah, there are no, there's no rules anymore um, other than how, how do we create the best art possible right and that's uh the opportunities are, are are boundless for us just to uh come up with ideas and uh, figure out exciting ways to execute them and and uh you know find clients to work with you know when you're when you're right you're it does sound very simple right it's, it's super it's I mean, so simple this, this, yeah i mean so when, you're, when you're in a big company you know you've got lots of people making decisions and and and, and not that that won't be the case when you know we we cross paths with whoever whomever we cross paths with but we we can em- embrace our skills and embrace our knowledge and and take it to whatever levels are are possible. And you know, I think the thing that Rob and I have been excited about was photographers are so often the very last name on a call sheet, basically. And so by the time the creative has reached our front door, there's very little shaping left to do. I mean, like we have our own thing we do and. You know, they're calling us for a reason. And so they think they might, they have a, a set idea about what the outcomes might be. And, you know, you never know what's exactly going to happen. However, very little can be done about, well, what if we did this? Oftentimes, depending on the project, that's not in the cards, especially if, you know, that is a big idea. That's, there's not going to happen. Now, we've worked hard for clients like ESPN over the years to be a little bit higher up on the totem pole so that we could maybe pitch better ideas and have them be received in some way. But for the most part, photographers in the way at least editorial photography works don't have much power. And quite honestly, one of the big reasons why Rob and I wanted to start this company is just to 
be in the driver's seat, creatively speaking, so that our ideas could be heard and enacted upon, you know? And I think that, you know, if, if there's a job title that Rob has in the company, it's probably, you know, Mr. Big Idea. Blur in every way possible. <laughs> That's me, baby. No, I think it's just like, you know, you want to create something from the beginning. You want to, if you want to just start like a, you know, like a band creates a piece of music where it just, you know, it starts, you know, you start writing down music and the lyrics and it all comes together. And that's how I look at what we're doing. A lot of the reasons I wanted to, to do this is like as a photographer, you're, you're kind of alone. And just like what John said, like, you know, you kind of almost like this is what you do. And the client knows why they're hiring you and you know why you're getting hired. For me, it was a you know a good 30 year run, but you know, became a little lonely at the end and you know, I wanted to collaborate more. I think the last time, you know, we had this we did a podcast, John, you know, that was probably a, a word that I used a lot. I think, you know, collaborating was a big thing that I wanted to do going forward. I, I think at, at least I'm fifty one, you know, you get to a point, you know your skill set, you know what you can do and you also know what you can't do. And then you're like, all right, I want to I want to create cool stuff, but I want to be involved with other people who can bring something to the table and, and make this bigger thing happen. And, uh, you know, I think we've known each other for you know a bunch of years now. And, you know, I think we compliment each other and me and Jim go back from the beginning of uh, ESPN. And I can, you know, I remember like this, uh, just an example, like, you know, remember that, remember that Gary Sheffield picture? Oh yeah. Against the blue wall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a, you know, and I remember when I sent it to you and then you edited it and you cropped it. It just, it just, it, it, it just worked and your crop worked. And I never, I didn't see it that way, but I, I saw the picture a, a different way. And then you saw it a better way. And I just love that. I love when something like that happens. Like it just, I created something, you saw it a little different, but at the end of the day, the, 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 the end result was what really was important. That was the best yeah. end result. Like I shot the picture, you cropped it and the result was awesome. And that's how I look at everything going forward is like, and that's how I don't have, I, you know, I got, got a bit of an ego, but. I'm also able to say, hey, if we can make something better or somebody can help make this better, let's do it. And that's, you know, I always go back to that example for, in a lot of ways that how you, how things should really come to, you know, to, to really, um, you know, push the envelope. And, and uh, you know, and that's, you know, to me, it's like going forward, it's, that's what I want to do. I want I want, and, and you guys are, you know, people I've always looked up to and, and want to do something with and, uh, you know extremely excited about doing uh, this, dear, dear listener in regards to uh, rob's ego you should know he's currently shirtless but he has about <laughs> 25 gold chains on i think he's rocking sort of a mr t kind of thing today <laughs> that, you know, it looks great it looks great buddy <laughs> yes you know i led a very charmed life at espn in that you know when i would come to you with a with an assignment yes there was a story to tell but there was always the flexibility for you to insert yourselves in some kind of way. And, you know, while we may have had a shot list and I, I, I actually disagree that the photographer is the, the last person on the sheet. I, I, I don't, you know, definitely when I build a call sheet, that is not the case uh, because if it's whoever's creating the content is, is, you know, the top person in, in my opinion. I mean, I, you know, you've got your, you've got your subject who without the subject, you don't have a story, but, and the people who bring that help you bring that subject, uh, you know, otherwise it's, it's, it's the creative voice. And, you know, we, we again, we had a shot list, but you, you, you know, a lot of times the, the magic is in those organic moments, you know, when the, when the photographer and the subject connect and that, that those to me were always my favorite pictures, uh, when those came back from a photo shoot. And so, you know, collaboration is key, you know, to Rob's point, I, I think, uh, you know, whomever you're working with, it is, you know, the, the reward is, is the return upon collaboration. Yeah. And also, and, and to add to something I've been thinking about it, just, you know, we live in a really awesome creative time. I mean, things that, you know, I never would have thought as a photographer who was just, you know, shooting film that 30 years later, all the tools that would be at your disposal to create something like, um, obviously video and sound and, you know, the editing tools and, and the, the ease of it, the, you know, the, as far as, you know, you can afford this stuff, you can, um, carry it, uh, you know, you know, I, I'm excited about that too. It's just like, there's, you know, I've always, I'll always love the still image, but I'm, I'm excited about combining still imagery with, 
you know, video and sound and uh, editing. And uh, there's a lot of ways to create a, a piece of content now that, you know, I wouldn't have thought 30 years ago that, you know, you could have, you know, we would be seeing what we're seeing right now from, uh, you know, uh, an equipment, um, just the, the possibilities are endless. Like they really, you know, it's like, it's like a chef's you know, all of a sudden, like getting, you know, a bunch of new ingredients that never thought that they would have at their disposal. And now you can now, how do you figure out how to put those together? And, and that's, you know, it's almost like a rebirth at a, at a certain age where you figure out, you know, it's that, hey, I know everything, but now it's like exciting not to know everything and try to learn things and create and uh, see what the possibilities are. And that's, you know, fantastic to me, you know, from a, from an excitement level. You know, I think we, if you look back over this last year, us talking about the company and what's going on, you can kind of see all the different connecting dots, you know, all the different ways that we, you know, when we talked about a year ago, you know, when Eyeball was, was just, had just been launched, we're talking about collaboration. We're talking about kind of having the same conversation you and I have been having weekly for a long time. So all these different little things were around us. The recipe was coming together. We were seeing these ingredients and it kind of distilled. Maybe part of it was, you know, 2020 was such a weird, fallow, strange, you know, year in which you really had to have a gut check and look and say, what do I want out of this job over the next 20 years? What, you know, what do I want to say right then, Ryan? You know, we've, all been lucky enough to had a part in telling a story that we're proud of in different ways. However, you have to be moving forward. I think that the authorship of the stories you're telling is ever more important as you get to a certain point in your life. And I think that we're all very ready to have a little bit more creative control and molding some of the ways we're talking and telling and, and crafting stories. And so, you know, one of the things we talk about with runway a lot, uh, and as we're launching and this is all happening, you know, right now. So it's very exciting is more is more. And it goes right back to what you're saying, Rob, about the tools that are around us and something I've been saying on the pod for the last year. It's astounding to me, the creative tools that are literally at our fingertips, you know, like we're not even, like, you're not even paying any money. They're just there, you know, like, Oh, did you want to do this? Oh, your phone already does that. Or the computer you already bought has that built in, or it's a free software download or like, these different way to tell stories and certainly as they sort of like start coming together, which is kind of what runway is about using a lot of different storytelling methods and mediums at once. It's amazing to me that I kind of, I feel like I've had my head down for a long time in a way as some of these things started emerging. I don't think we're late to the party, but I, it is amazing to me all the things out there uh, that we haven't seen them smushed together into something um, as, as quickly as I might have expected. Uh, however, you know, it really does come down to the big idea and also the nuance in which they're edited together into like a cohesive whole. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's exactly, um, the point is, um, you know, it doesn't matter how, all the tools, it still has to be elevated and put together in a way that I, you know, I know we're going to be great at that. I mean, I, you know, I think what we do is great. I think obviously having Jim on board as far as you know, seeing it and, you know, being able to, uh, you know, you know, see how it should come together from a, from an editor producer kind of a way, um, is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is awesome. Well, you can, you can, you can have all the tools in the world, but you still need, you still need the ability to, to storyboard and, and to create, yeah. you know, to create the content. So like I said, like every chef has ingredients, you can, but you know, anybody can go out and buy the 20 great ingredients, but how you put it all together is the, is how it works. And same thing with music and, you know, a lot of musicians can play and sing and whatever, but it still has to come together. So to, um, and I, I know that what we will do is, is that end result is going to be unbelievable at the end of the day. I mean, we'll, you know, we'll obviously not, every, you know, we'll make our mistakes, but eh, that's, that's when the magic happens. Oh, we're going to make so many mistakes. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. Yeah. Oh my God. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah, no, some of the, some of those mistakes, you know, create, you know, or, or at least lead you to a, a, you know, bigger, a bigger deal. So, um, yeah, no, it's exciting. I mean, I, I, I kind of got, you know, I got a little bored, you know, it just, it just felt like it was, you know, just wasn't as exciting as it used to be. And, uh, I'm, I'm got to get another, and yeah, obviously 2020 was a year that it was a year that you could actually sit back and take a lot of time to uh, figure out what your, you know, next 10, 20 years is going to look like. And uh, so, I, again, going back, I'm extremely excited about, you know, what, what we're uh, 
You can get a lot of thinking done when you're hanging upside down by your toenails and your hair's on fire. I, I feel like that's really, you know, one of the elephants in the room with runway and what we have been doing, especially together over the last 20 years, is that we have a lot of experience working in a very particular kind of storytelling, which I think is one of those fields that people don't quite understand. People sometimes not don't, you know, it's easy for other kinds of media to sort of treat sports as being this sort of fantasy, silly world. I, they, I think, I don't think they understand why people are so passionate about it. The stories that are there and the ways that you get to see, you know, an actual, like these guys are bad and these guys are good and they're going to actually fight and there's going to be an outcome. Unlike normal life where these guys aren't quite bad, these guys aren't quite good and then they don't really fight and nothing ever changes. Uh, so sports, is a really wonderful place to tell stories. And we've been doing sort of not only only in sports, but often in sports. And Jim, you know, 23 years in sports has taught you a lot about the human condition in many different ways, I'm sure. But runway is not going to only be a sports thing. And in fact, it might not even be sports at all in the first year. There's sports action, right? Which is what you see on TV, right? And when what up photographers will often show up and document, but that wasn't, that wasn't the majority at all of what we were doing. We were telling stories. They just happened to be sports stories. And uh, the way that we were telling them translates to any subject matter. It doesn't, you know, wasn't, you know, um, it, you know, yes, you need a, you need a long lens to show up and tell, uh, to document a sporting event, but that's, that's not how we were doing these stories, you know? And, uh, and I think that's the most important thing that, you know, people need to understand is that, still storytellers that just happen. We just happen to tell a lot of sports stories. And plus like, you know, I don't know about you, John, but I know over my 30 years that I've stored so many things into my brain of the things that I've witnessed. You just see it and you record it and you maybe never get to, to use it, but it's there. And, you know, trying now trying to figure out how to filter those into like a sketch, you know, into a storyboard and, and, and create something from those ideas is to me, again, like another thing that I, I, I always wanted to do. And, uh, and not only sports, because it's like, you know, 30 years of traveling, 30 years of going to restaurants, 30 years of airplane travel and meeting people in, you know, Mississippi or Japan or, you know, um, Cuba. There's so much life experience and things that you've done that, you know, if you're, you know, like me, you just keep on storing all these things in your head. Like, Whatever, whatever I, you know, somebody comes up with or whatever we want to, a project that we want to create. I mean, you, you almost have like your own personal, you know, life experience of how that should come together. Right? You know, I think that's something that, you know, again, from my perspective, is like something I wanted to capitalize on. Like, you know, why not, you know, use this experience to, to you know, do more things and do some things that I've always wanted to create. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, again, like, can't wait to start to, like, you know, get these things on paper and then start to really... Uh, start talking to clients and say, Hey, look, you know, we have this idea for you and, uh, you know, here's what we're thinking and, and, and just start that process. And that we, that's, we've talked a lot about and the, one of the other big things that runway is devoted to is ideas period. So in starting runway, I think kind of for me personally, I feel like I formally have decided or not even, it's not, it's not, you know, no one, there's no plaque on the wall here, but I've decided that I don't care what it is I'm using to tell a story. That's I, it, it's meaningless to me. And it, 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 increasingly over time, I've said this many times before. Increasingly over time, it just has no value that I'm using this tool versus that tool. The value is in the story, and the ultimate value is in the great idea. And for us, I think Completely. it's all about a great idea, working with a brand to bring them not only our expertise and our craftsmanship and our professionalism, but an idea, which is not only going to ignite their brand and help them tell a story about who they are and where they're going, but it's going to help them engage their audience in their core values and bring someone along on a journey that we all can experience together. I mean, when I see you, when you see a really good piece of advertising, you can throw the, you can throw all these labels out the door. It's just ultimately a really good piece of storytelling. And I think that that's the kind of stuff that we're looking at and really excited about and trying to build. And I really think that, um, to me, when I talk about what runway is, it's an ideas company. I mean, as stupid as that can sound like that's what we're offering our, our clients is 
a big idea that we're going to find a way to fit into their brand, their culture, their story. And then we're going to work together to help make sure that it's a custom fit for the things they're doing next, whether it's opening up a new division or a new store or they're opening up a new factory or whatever they're doing. So, you know, we're all kind of in transition now. I mean, Runway is starting. A lot of companies are have a big idea they're going after. A lot of companies are repurposing to go over into a different direction. Everyone's kind of in this moment. And I'm excited for Runway to be sort of nimble enough and flexible enough to meet people in motion as they're moving from one from point A to the point X. Because I don't, I don't see a lot of companies who aren't moving right now doing well over the next decade. It's going to be a very yeah. flexible, very sort of dynamic environment. And yeah, it's obviously stories is the biggest thing. And, and we always say it, it's a, it's a very cliche word, but it, it doesn't make so much sense. But because you know, you watch like a Hollywood movie and they have all this great, you know, CG effects, whatever, and you walk away, you know, you walk away and it's like, wow, that was, that was amazing effects. But that, you know, that story sucked, you know, like it always matters. The story always matters. And then you get a Queen's Gambit where, you know, there's a story about a girl, you know, playing chess and that took 30 years to finally get produced. And 70 million people end up watching it on you know, Netflix. And you're like, because it, it was a great story. That's why. It was, that's, you know, and uh, you know, again, just like you said, doesn't ha- you know, doesn't matter if we do stuff, you know, do something with a crayon or an iPhone or, you know, some really, you know. Well, that's where I come in. Yeah. It, but, you know, Ari Alexis and, 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 and I'm, you know. J- Rob, just to stop you, it will mostly be crayon work we're offering, right? <laughs> hey, listen, our budget is low. Jim, yeah, years, Jim so, is an yeah, expert. So we can work knows. with some crayons and some pencils. We're good. But um, yeah, it's like, to me, it's like, doesn't matter. The, the story has to matter. That's it. You know, and then, you know, we, we'll figure out from there, like what we'll need to create that story. And something will be, sometimes it'll be high end. Sometimes it'll be just like, you know, you know, a cheap little, uh, you know, little camera phone that, you know, we, uh, we, we do, uh, we shoot it with. But, uh, you know, the story is going to be the essence of, you know, we've told we've told told stories our entire life. Well, I think in general we know what connects with people, and that's you know that's that's what you that's what a company or anybody needs to do is what we bring is a level of sincerity. You know, that's because of those experiences and you know any story that can connect with people in a sincere way, it's going to have a much greater impact. Not to harp on the sports aspect again, but something that I think about a lot, you know, and I, I'm a lifelong sports fan. I worked in sports a lot. But regardless of any of that, even if I hadn't been any of those things, I think the thing that sports teaches us, in addition to these stories, is the concept of fandom, which I think the whole culture has been moving closer and more aligned to. It used to be forever that people were so busy with you know their manual labor or anything else, there was no time to be like a fan of something or to have interest or anything like that. You know, it's only in the past like few years when my wife has finally got out of, you know, training to be a doctor that she actually has interest that she could partake in because literally all of her time was devoted to this thing. Like, and that's how we people live for hundreds of years. Being a fan and understanding what fans want and what people are passionate about is the window into how we're going to tell stories, especially on the digital platforms in the next, you know, X number of years. I mean, for a generation. That's, you know, it's such an important tool to understanding and not, not, not speaking in terms of dividing this group versus that, but like people who are passionate care about things in a very unique way. And I think it's a thing that sports really has something to help us uh, focus in on. And uh, so it's one of the things that I'm excited about to explore. Now, let's, I don't want to be too rosy glassed here. Not that I'm not optimistic, but we're starting this new thing. The environment and the you know economics of the entire world right now are uncertain. We're, we're recording this in a week where all hell broke loose. <laughs> what do you guys see as the big you know short-term, long-term obstacles? I think there are a lot of things that we do well. There's a lot of partnership and brothership that we have enjoyed for a long time. I don't think we're bringing a lot of ego to the way we interact with each other to this, but this is going to be crazy and exciting and hard. What are the things you foresee on the horizon that you're dreading or you're excited to tackle? Or are there things that you are looking at and wondering how we're going to get around them? Well, for me, it's, uh, you know, I need to, to form a new set of connections. 
uh, and I need to to create new relationships. And and it's, it's honestly not too scary for me. But you know, as as you point out, it is it is trying times, and you know, people are are fighting to get through this, and you know, just sort of land on solid ground. And and so I think you know, as, as we start making those connections and it, you know, the, the, the important thing will be to nurture them in an intelligent way and figure out how we can maintain them. It's going to take patience on our end and just continue drive. But I don't, I don't see any of the three of us losing that. I mean, this is just what we do and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I'm looking, I actually like problem solving. So I think, you know, being faced with problems and, and how to do this was always a thing that I was like, no, we got to shoot a horse race with 20 cameras. How do we do that? And, you know, I, to me, that's, you know, you just sit there and you start sketching it out and you start figuring things you know, where it goes where. And um, so, yeah, I, obviously we're going to, it's not going to be easy. And, but I, I kind of like that. I kind of like the fact that it won't be so simple and it's, we're going to be faced with challenges and, you know, how do you face those challenges and how do you, and I, you know, we're going to have to like find, you know, a sound person and how are we going to find, you know, this editor and, you know, who's, you know, whatever it might be. So I, I like that. I mean, I, I, you know, I've been a photographer for a long time, uh, but it's, you know, to me, it's always been on my own, like a lonely kind of world. And so to work with other people and figure out, you know, how to solve certain issues and who to solve them with is we're too damn stubborn to be anybody else. Facing those challenges is, is actually part of the, is actually part of the, the, the excitement of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I guess, I mean, maybe it's just a balance. Maybe just a balance. I mean, a balance of life maybe is maybe the only thing that kind of maybe concerns me is just like, you know, you get to a point where you're used to doing certain things. And now it's like, you know, we might have to make a, you know, answer a phone call at two in the morning from a client and wherever. Um, and, you know, who knows? My life is, you know, somewhat simple. So, but, uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time with my son, Luke, for about eight years now. So <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay with, <laughs> I'm okay with being away for a little bit, but, uh, but uh, you know, he's becoming more independent. Yeah. He's a little more independent. I've, I've spent a lot of time with him over, over his, his, his life right now. So, uh, maybe that's the only thing that concerns me a little bit is the balance of, you know, just life. And it might be just a little tad different than it has been over the last few years. But again, something, another thing that excites me. So. Nothing, nothing on the uh, negative side. Well, of I mean, at the very least, your wife's going to have you back for a lot more weekends than she might have otherwise expected to if Jim was sending you off to photograph Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, maybe the less weekend work would be great. I mean, I've, uh, you know, you're, you're, as a sports guy, you definitely a lot of weekends are away, so maybe a lot of these things can be done you know, on a Just Wednesday. Just for Rob, yeah. <laughs> we'll have a only Wednesday shoot policy. I'm, that, we, we talked about that, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I've, yeah, I felt yeah, like I've yeah, been on yeah, seven days yeah. a week for you know, the last, the last 23 years almost, you know, so it, uh, it, for me, you know, my hair, my, you know, th- there's quiet times, but I'm, I'm used to my hair being on fire. So it's, uh, it's fine. This is why, this is why I have all this gray hair and all that, uh, my beard. It's so great. Yeah. You used to, yeah, you used to that. Yeah. You used to that. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, you, you're used to that kind of, uh, seven day a week, those two o'clock in the morning. Remember those, uh, emails and late nights uh, trying to close, uh, some zoom pages. I'm excited about the ways in which what we're trying to do, there's just not a path in front of us. You know, like we're just going to brick by brick be building not only connections and relationships, which is paramount for the way we think about what this is and what we've, the way we thought about our the last 20 years too, is just, we don't want the job tomorrow. We want the relationship for 10 years. And I, and I think clients, I think clients too, what I've been seeing is, is just over the last you know, little bit, especially 2020, which is such a, such a, you know, crazy year, but. I, I think they're in the same position. Like they don't exactly know what the future is. And so I think, you know, we're going to meet together at these, at these things to try to like, all right, it seems like the, the big productions are like kind of almost, they'll be there, but so, you know, a lot less than they had in the past. So a lot of it, a lot of what they're going to want to produce is stuff that I think we're going to be perfect for is just those well, being nimble, those projects that, you know, are not simple, but they're, you know, not a million dollar productions, but, Stuff that that kind of falls in line with what I'm thinking. Like it's it's like these you know projects that we can create, we can you know quickly, whatever you want to say. But you know, agile would be a good word to use. Like you know, we can kind of pivot. And I know what I've been at least been seeing and reading and, and hearing is that clients going to need to produce a lot more content. It has the economics have to be right too? And I think we kind of 
fit into that perfect range. And that's, you know, that's part of the special sauce we're talking about in this more is more concept is not only producing work in many different mediums, but, but simultaneously working to tell a story using visual, audio, motion, social media, sort of acronymed expressions, right. GIFs, stop motion, doing all these different things to not only produce units of content so we can spin off this to that and that to this, and this can go to Twitter and that's going to go to Instagram, but also build a larger piece that is more than the sum of these different parts and can live together. Right. And so it's, right. the, it's the real big challenge because, you know, as we've been trying to build this for the past year and also been trying to pitch some of these ideas to people, we're, we're, you know, we're using 10,000 words to describe this thing. And now finally we have something to actually show you and it's a distillation of all these things. And so that's also one of the major things I'm excited about is like, this is what we've been talking about for a year and this is kind of how it looks. And here's the ways that we think we can push it in this direction and that direction based upon the different ways, different needs and, and ways we want to tell this next, next story. Yeah. And every, every, you know, entrepreneur that I've listened to or listened to podcasts, I mean, the, the building part is the exciting part. Just the, the build out, just the start is what is exciting. And then you start to, you know, formulate, you know, you formulate it from there. But I think just the, just starting the, the build out is, is exciting. We don't, you know, we don't really know what this is going to look like five years from now. Well, Rob, I think, I think, I think we need to take a minute and acknowledge that John is basically dragging us along on this, by the way. I mean, he's, he's really not dragging. He's pretty much just thrown us on his back and is, uh, is, is carrying us forward. So, so, uh, let's just, let's just take a moment and thank John for, for the yes, yes. Herculean efforts he's made early on. Here. Yes. So, no, we know that already. That's why, that's why, you know, that's why I wanted to partner up with John. I've a lot of my ideas you know, unfortunately, just, you know, you get busy as, yeah. as with, you know, shooting sports. I mean, it's like a, it's like a, a carousel, you know, you just, you know, spring training, you know, Super Bowl and baseball season, this season, whatever. And, you, you know, and you don't, you don't get to do what you do, you, what's in your head. So got stuff written down in notes and wherever, but, um, you know. And if he hadn't called Jimmy Pitaro to put me on the list to be laid off this past November, then this never, ever would have happened. So well done, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been saying that since 1998. Wow. It finally had. I know you've been saying you want, you know, you're going to get fired. Yeah, like, not fired, laid off. Guys. It's a big difference. I know. You've you been trying to get fired for fired. so long. We've re really, as long as I've known you. We were just constantly coaching you not to resign, to get, actually get laid off. Therefore, there was the big check from Mickey Mouse coming. Yeah. And, you know, it's here and you're, of course, starting your other burgeoning empires into uh, very high quality milk and syrup production, which is great. And I think it's going to really mesh hand in hand with what runway is doing well i might be shifting from milk to whiskey or beer i i just think that there's a there's, there's more of a growth industry in those two but we always wanted to do that barbecue we always wanted that barbecue place oh right? yeah that, that was something yeah, i've always I, wanted we to need do. to get that barbecue truck off we the ground about that barbecue place we wanted to uh to, to you know out of, <laughs> Jesus, like, you know, the number of people apartment. about to start a barbecue truck <laughs> is not gonna work this was like a 20 years ago i think we oh we, i know two different people who want to who have like a full concept for <laughs> For a uh, barbecue truck, but whew. I think we would just end up hanging out and eating the barbecue. So yeah, I think that's more of what we want to do anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent smoker. Yeah. yeah, can we have our home office attached to a barbecue truck? Is it? It's like harder to uh, eat gifs. So I I feel like we uh, that's good. That's good for runway. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a we don't want to eat any uh, any overhead there. That's 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 not a good idea. No, not not with us. I don't think that would be a losing proposition. <laughs> I like that this is a really wonderful window into our, our actual professionalism. It's where you're just like, wait, yeah, they've been no. talking about barbecue for 20 minutes. What was this whole podcast about again? <laughs> well, I, you know, we all got to, we all identify with something. And I think that's what we understand also, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're not going to have fun doing this. I mean, this, you know, it's probably a lot of it is just, you know, enjoying, you know, enjoying the process and enjoying the people you hang out with. I think that kind of creates a, uh, a good product. I mean, the, the better assignments that I've done in life. And so I'm same with you, John, I'm showing the times that you got to like, you know, really hang out with some good people and enjoy producing some cool stuff. So that, that's another thing I, you know, was a big thing to actually enjoy the people I want to spend a lot of time with. And, you know, even things like I this, mean, we and, get to you know, travel together. There'll be a lot less arguing over restaurants, you know, so. a few months. Uh, yeah. John's really good. John is a plus <laughs> in that stuff. I mean, he's, he's got me. Yeah. I, I, I just um, use Yelp. I don't really know anything. I just, uh, no, you don't. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna. We'll have to. We'll have to have a challenge. 
<laughs> who finds no, but I think what you're saying about who we've decided to build this with is so important yeah. to the way in which I see it's being successful. Not only are there you guys incredibly yeah. talented and thoughtful and you are incredibly hardworking and hold yourself to a very high standard without, while not also being precious and being a dick and like, you know, like you guys are, <laughs> you're true, you're a true craftsman and you care very much about the product and the quality regardless of where it's going to go. And that's something, especially as we've seen so many different products and brands and expressions of not only photography, but all kinds of creative go digital. You know, it's something that we've talked about even a lot in the way we were putting stuff together is like, okay, well, this one piece here doesn't need to be like drop dead insanely perfect, you know, because it's going to be on the screen for 12 tenths of one second or whatever. Like, like, you know, we need to, we're, we're, we're all sort of, it's like, we've talked about moving targets here, but I love how much attention to detail you guys have with all the little things you do and how uh, much you care, whether or not anyone ever sees the way in which you care and you fix this one little thing. And uh, that in addition to working with true friends is going to be fantastic. Um, and I think it's going to hopefully help, help us sort of survive and, and ride on top of some of the crazy currents we're going to be dealing with because we will be, you know, any business who's being honest this year is like, fuck, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's going to be a great year. I, I'm very optimistic about this year. And it's, it's not just because 2020 was such a ridiculously stupid year. I, I really think that we have tools to really help some very cool clients do good work, period. And that's, that's all we were really talking about here is like we want to work hand in hand with people who get it to help them better express themselves, tell their story, and sell their product. That's it. Like this is, it's, it, yeah. to some degree, you know, and I, you know, Rob had me uh, delete this in some of the copy we were writing for Runway. It's not rocket science. It's just, you know, it's, um, you know, we, we know what we're about. We think we can help you. We think we have some ideas for you. And over time, I think we're going to find some really collaborative partners and clients, and we're going to really help each other. You know, that win-win there is one of the best outcomes that can happen in any relationship. So, and the second we start worrying about being perfect, I, I'm, I'm breaking up with you all, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree with John with the attention to detail. And I think we all bring that to the table, which is great. I mean, I think there's like, like if people don't recognize that you may have taken 12 hours to try to, you know, find the perfect sound bite or something. I you know it's always going to be there. You, you can't just not be that person. I mean, you know, Jim's, I think, like that. I know I'm like that. I think that's what escalates uh, creatives from just the, the, the middle of the pack. You know, it's like this, that trying to find that little thing that puts it over the top. There are a few things that we know already that we're not doing and we're not going to try to be. And one of the things that Rob and I have talked yeah. about even before Jim came on is that there are 10,000 different apps you could know to do some of the things we're doing. And there are ways in which we need to know more about a lot of things we're doing. And we already knew about quite a bit about a lot of things we're using, but we have a firm rule that we're not going to be experts in every fucking little thing that we're going to be trying to do. We're going to be smart and try to partner with people who are experts in that and to work collaboratively to get a better product. And so that's kind of been one of the mantras is like, I don't want to learn that. I want to hire someone who is great at that and, and not only yeah. not do it myself poorly, but work with someone to help both of us do it better like that's the whole like there's such an opportunity there yeah there's no question about it we, we you know we we have we are going to be the guys that oversee what we're doing there are days we're going to do the actual creative process but i think you know when it comes down to bigger things or like you know like a good dp or a sound person i mean it's, it would be ridiculous to think that we can learn all those things and do it as well as like, somebody who's been doing it forever well there's also there's also a new tool every 35 seconds well even if we could why yeah, right. You can't, you can't, right. And there's no reason to, I mean, there's, you know, there's no reason to, we would definitely be more directors where we're, you know, we're seeing the whole thing to come together. You have to be able to do that. And because of that choice, we take that half step back and then you see the opportunity for just a little, just a little idea, but that creates that connective tissue that makes the story that much more rich. 
I think that we're so used to as you know photographers working in magazines, uh, which Rob and I have done a lot of. And obviously, Jim worked at a magazine for all those years. We're so used to wearing eleven thousand hats, and that being part of what it is. And we're going to continue to like multitask and do different things. But when it makes sense, we're going to hire someone who does that thing, take a step back. And then hopefully see the forest for the trees and make some good decisions to like, oh, you know what? And it's already happened with the stuff that, you know, Rob and I have worked together on, you know, this summer and this fall. You know, like there's two of us there. I see something Rob doesn't notice. And I'm just, I sent him a note. I'm, I'm like, hey, two rows to your left. There's dudes who are starting to paint their chest. You know, it looks, it looks pretty cool. And he's like, I'm on it. You know, and I'm doing this other thing. Like, you know, it's just like the collaborative ability to like, be able to be in it and doing it, but be wider lensed and see open opportunities and options and different ways to thread the needle sometimes is so, so important. It just gives you such a better way to integrate the best possible method for telling this story or engaging an audience and what, and what it is is special about this moment. Yeah. More, more brains uh, can certainly make you better when you need them. And it's cool. Like, you know, I, I definitely seen your work, John. I mean, you definitely conceptualize way more than I do. Like how to, from a portrait studio lighting kind of perspective, you have to. But the, I think the balance is great. It's like I think there's a you know a great middle ground there. Yeah, it's great. And uh, you work so freaking hard that I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't be lazy. Like oh, I got to go over there. I don't want to go over there. I'm already done. They're not going to use that. And then, I, of course, we go over there. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, that's awesome. Oh, fuck, God damn it. You're both you're both hustlers in your DNA. You both are. I got like three cameras hanging off my off my body and running around <laughs> like an idiot. But I'm hoping to less. I'm hoping to do less running around like an idiot. But and have things mo- a little bit more, you know, planned out. I mean, I think again, that's one of the things I'm hoping to do. Is like you know, a lot of sports photography is just so reactionary. Yeah, and I, it's not going to go away. I just hope that it's just like it's a little bit more. You know, here's our here's our plan. Here's our storyboard. Here's what we want to create. Yeah, I love to hear you underplay like the one of the hardest things to possibly do in photography like well you know just pivot and react and it's bad. <laughs> yeah no one anticipates better than you rob it's pretty amazing it's no, like it's, it's it's retarded it's so it's so uh, stupid like it's a lot of luck a lot of luck no, baby. no it's not <laughs> i see some of the sequences you come back with i'm like but but wait how are you but you were in front of them the whole time you like but they didn't like you know it's it's like there's one thing where like Jordan points to Yost and say, no, go to the other side of the basket. That's where I'm coming. Right. When you have an in, when you have, well, yeah, when you have, when you have an in with Michael. Yeah. When you have an in with the athlete, there's another thing where you're like, you just you have yeah. a sense they're going over here and then they're coming. It's like, it's a scripted thing. They come right to you and that's, so that's great. Now they're coming right to you. That's great. But then you have this fucking picture on every frame in focus in frame the entire way there. And it's like, that isn't that I don't, I don't even know what you're doing. I mean, like it's becoming easier and easier with the cameras getting so good, but. Well, you know how to frame it up. You, you know how to anticipate, you know how to frame it up. And, and that's the thing about, you don't, you never know what's going to happen. And it's the same thing with any shoot. You, you never know what's going to happen in any given moment, but you know, preparation and framing and, and uh, you know, again, um, that, that makes a huge difference. You're ready to go. You, 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 and it's the same with you, John. I mean, I can hand you a, a shot list with with four different setups, but you're you're prepping for twelve. You know, you're ready for anything. You're ready for the subject to bring you any kind of attitude, any kind of emotion. And uh, well, yeah, but but you but you know, I mean, and, and you never know. Um, oh God, I hope they bring me some attitude. You know, you're, you're always going let's into get a, place. Let's get it going. Even, you know, you're let's barely shooting it. in a studio where the environment is so controlled um, and, and there's always variables that just in your head, you're prepared for and ready to go. And, and I think that again, that's just the magic of both of you. You, you walk in any situation and you're prepared for it because of, because of what you've seen and what you've done. You guys are great. Robbie, we're so fucking special, man. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. My mom's been telling me that for a long time. Oh, see, so. my mom goes the other way. Oh. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, mom. You're very supportive. Okay. Uh, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're the first son of a, you know, first boy of an Italian family, this is, you know. 
Yeah, you could. You're pretty special. <laughs> pretty special. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not the first son of an Italian family, Rob. So I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. So you, okay. That's, yeah, that's your problem. Uh, right yeah, there. It is. It's one of my yeah. pro- one of the many problems yeah. I got. Yeah. So Rob, <laughs> let's finish up by talking yeah. how, about how in the fuck that we got Jim Serber, uh, who's been our friend for a long time. How did we get him and wrapped up in this shit? And when will he come to his senses? Like, did we talk about getting a real estate license? Have we done that yet? Oh no, I'm still doing that. Totally still doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you still do? <laughs> I will know. I will know we're successful yeah, as that's... a company when you know when I don't get my license. <laughs> no, I hope he does get his license, and we turn into a a documentary series. Jim doesn't sell this house. He's like. I don't like either of you. Fuck you. You don't deserve this house. Go the fuck out of here. This is just to help us all buy our vacation homes when we finally take off. Okay. This is, this is all this is. This is just preparation for, you know, making yeah. sure we've got yeah. the, the best, most, right. you know, uh, cost effective uh, locations possible available to us. Perfect. I mean, you already got us a couple points on the private planes we, we got. So, I mean, I'm, we're yeah, feeling great. We're, we're feeling great. And guys, just so you know, the satin jackets, they're on back order. I'm sorry. They'll, they'll be here. They'll be in time for Valentine's Day. So we'll we'll have that. Everything is posterity at this point. Will this podcast be like part of the, the documentary that you make on us 20 years I, from now? I, I, honestly, that's <laughs> right. And Rob, as you know, that's your division. So if there is that happening, that is entirely, entirely your your deal. I guess I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to have to develop a drug habit to make this interesting. Yeah, getting Jim was like, I think, just, I don't know, to me it was like really made, it, it was real at that point. Like, <laughs> you know, we've we've always, I've always enjoyed working with you. And um, we got, we started from like, you know, little kids who had no, we still don't know what we're doing, but we started <laughs> that way a long time ago. I fantasized for a long time of, you know, having my group of photographers, you know, that I, that I connect well with and, you know, it's, it's, it's finally happening. It's, it's, it's awesome. So thank you both. So I will, I will always relish that relationship that we had. And I know what we're doing now is like, it's, it's cool. It's like, I do have a lot of ideas in my head. Some are great. Some are not great. And knowing that I can put them in front of you and you can just be like, nah, that sucks. Or, Hey man, I really think we should do that. I'm not right all the time though, guys. Let's, let's be clear. Yeah. Oh, we're we're still gonna we're still gonna waste some time with dumb ideas. Let's not fool ourselves. But uh, fair enough. But I don't, you know, like you know, when you get to a certain age, like you know, let's let's let's, let's not waste too much time. <laughs> well, I think that as we get older, we're able to strip down some of these ideas to the actual core things that are maybe moving the dial, and then then you can you know then you can put a put a bow on top of it or whatever you want to do. But like that's what I love about the way we're gonna tell stories is like let's not try to fucking run around in a circle like my son does literally in a circle until we, he passes out, you know, let's, let's just, what is, what are we really, what's ultimately the, the kernel here? Yeah. Yeah. And then you build on yeah. that. And I think that's such a amazing resource to, we've always had with you as a friend, Jim, uh, as a client, but to be able to work hand in hand with you to develop some of these ideas and concepts and to build them out and sort of, find you know what what's the really the special thing we can do here and in what way can we build this that connects better and what does this feel like when is that you know and you know i I really feel like as artists on the other end of this we're going to be so much more capable because we're solving these problems in like six different dimensions at once it feels like you know we're really dug in in a special way that i don't feel like i have been dug in you know in a long time well, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, no, I'm, I, this is uh, again. As you just, we just, you know, we believe in each other, and and we believe in in our abilities, and you know, we've got a lot to offer. So, I'm excited. Exciting! I think that the word "exciting" has been used quite quite a bit. I'm about like this. At least this. <laughs> we haven't used passion. Passion hasn't been used, but I'm, t- I'm totally thrilled. Uh, has someone said "amp to the tits" yet? No. Okay. I'm recording the amount of words, the different kind of words that we're using. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think exciting is, is, is a good word, though. I think, I mean, <laughs> if you're not excited, then you're not going to create anything cool. And, you know, it's just going to be a job. And, you know, one of the reasons we get into you get into photography or anything creative is like you just don't want a real job. And I think that's what it comes down to. It's just like, 
Well, we have the opportunity to, to, to throw fuel on each other's fires, right? And and uh, and I think that's, you know, for me, that's just the best part is that, I again, I get to argue yeah. with you guys much more often than I have in the past. And, you know, the, the best part of my job is, is, yeah. is been arguing and, and creating with photographers to do that more freely and, and you know, more passionately now. And, you know, feel, and, and, and feel that pressure. I think, you know, having that pressure to, to do big and great things, you know, in our way, it, you know, to prove that we can is, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's going to get in the heart pumping here. I've always relished the pressure. I've always, I always, I've always felt like I've done my best work at the bigger games when the, the pressure was on the line. I always felt that I was way more focused and way more into it than just a regular, you know, regular season game. I, and yeah, I love, I've always loved pressure and I've always been like, you know, give me a clock. Tell me I have this many minutes to do something or whatever it is. Give me a, give me a little bit of a challenge. I've always felt that I was way more focused and just things just click more in my head. That's like, if you ain't sweating, you ain't trying. Right. I mean, come on. Better. I'm better in chaos than when I have a lot of time to think about it. You know, it was just like, people are going to ask for a lot of things and I think we can deliver those things. I don't even think, I know we can in a way where I, I honestly think people are going to be surprised. Like, how much can you do in that little time with, <laughs> and how good is it at the end of the day? I think people will generally be surprised, like what we can do. And they might forgive the bar tap. So that's the whole thing works out great. <laughs> well, the bar tap yeah. is going to be high. Yeah. That's you know. as soon as it, I mean, when the month of January is over, the bar tap will be high. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have, a, yeah, you got a lot of work to, to work with, but yeah, we, we drink expensive whiskey. So <laughs> thank God. I'm an equal opportunity whiskey drinker. <laughs> <laughs> For the whiskey brands out there, Jim will take it. You got any swill left? He'll take it. Don't worry. Because I've gotten that. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure you have too. Where you, you know, a client will look at the work and be like, "Holy cow! Like, you know, that's that's amazing that you created that much stuff in that little time with that kind of a personality, with that kind of an entourage, and that's a that's a great feeling. I've always worked that way, and you know, you're not shortchanging anything. You know, you know, you're not shortchanging creativity, but. You know, it's kind of, you know, how you see it, you know, how you see it. And, you know, you can create a lot of cool stuff in a, you know, a little bit of time. And especially now with the amount of equipment, you know, that we have and things that you can, can use. I think one of the things that unites us, Rob, is that we like people. Like, you know, and like, so some of those other things we're talking about and some of the, you know, the the, yeah. the things that feel like that keep some photographers, they keep themselves at distance from this opportunity, from this yeah. moment is that they don't see the subject as a person, no matter who it is. I mean, right. they're always, they always are. And most photographers are like antisocial. I mean, you see it happen all the time. They're just not able to kind of uh, relate to the person they're shooting um, or, you know, have those things that, you know, you need to be able to interact with the, uh, the person that you're, you know, working with. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, like a lot of photographers and creatives really suffer from that. I think they just, you know, they're good at what they do and they know, but, we all know that if you can't interact with the person that you're shooting is, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fail. So uh, I do think we, that's an advantage that we have that, you know, doesn't matter who it is. doesn't mean if it's a, you know, like you said, like it can be a, you know, a diva or athlete or whatever it is, uh, you know, uh, you know, a CEO, whatever it might be. I don't think there's, there's no one I've ever been intimidated by. So, uh, you know, I always felt like I always make some sort of small talk with some, someone or, you know. And I, and I, I really look forward to the two of you helping me with my people skills. Something I'm not comfortable with talking to people. Talking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says says the realtor in training. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be the mayor of Watertown soon. All now, right. So, uh, yeah. You got the come on. You're Mr. Indiana. You like come on. That's right. I'm the I'm the Midwestern charm in the group. Exactly. We we, <laughs> we got to have that folksy element. That's that's why you're on board, yeah. buddy. I can't wait to get started. I mean, I know we, we kind of are started, but I know we're supposed to like launch this next week and you know, officially launch it. Like, you know, let the world kind of know that we're ready. You know, the phones are, you know, 24 hours. Operators are standing by. Ready to go, so. Make sure you dial 1-800-ROB-TRINGALI, <laughs> not 1-900-ROB-TRINGALI, because that's a very different phone call. Yes. And the operators <laughs> also are amped to the tits. I mean, the, everyone, the whole organization. That's right. a different, that's an expensive <laughs> mistake. It's a different phone call. Yes. That's a mistake. <laughs> It's been a slow year. We've had to try to like, you know, it's, but, but to plug that it's one 900 silver Fox and that, that that's the current number. Yeah. No. Get another, uh, income field coming in. Keep that between me yeah. and you. <laughs> you have your own, like, you know, home office in your attic. You can, you know, you can do certain things. Oh, interesting. 
Yes. Rob's apparently uh, running several businesses at once, which is. Uh, yes, there's a lot of shell companies. Shell. That. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what you could create from a 10 by 10 foot attic space. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we'll leave it there. And we'll, uh, you know, we'll, cool. we'll touch back in in, uh, you know, six months, a year, and uh, we'll see where we're at. We'll see what challenges we found to. To climb over, we'll see yeah. uh, what what exciting new content we're working on. Yeah, I look forward to it being uh, stories from our past year. The next time, we and talk. we'll we'll see what we think the media space looks like in another in, year instead you know. of uh, you know stories of quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. All right, brothers. Let's build this cool. company. Enjoy. All right. Open soon. Cheers. My deep thanks to Jim and Rob for their creativity, their passion, and their friendship. Please check us out online, get in touch, find out what big ideas we have in store at runway4.co. I bow down to my brother, Scott Pryor, for supplying the fantastic music. Listen more at scottpryormusic.bandcamp.com. And as always, check us out on iTunes, rate and review, leave a comment. We'll talk to you guys next week. Cause he likes to keep it spicy He likes his photos spicy Yeah, he likes to keep it spicy This is my dad's podcast And it's called Eyeball <laughs> Goodbye, you crazy animals